Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. Good morning. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started this morning. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord, to worship a, a loving God. What a great God we serve, and I pray that all of us will direct our hearts and focus toward Him this morning. When I ask you to take your bulletin this morning, let's all go ahead and tear off the tab. Yeah, we're, there we come. If you're visiting with us, we're glad to have you with us. I want to ask you on the welcome side of that tab just to fill this information out and drop by the welcome table in the vestibule on your way out. We have a gift for your family, for you and your family. would love to be able to um, get to know you, so if you'll give us that information, we'll be making some contact with you. On the back side, there's a prayer request form for all of us. If you have prayer needs in your family, in your, uh, within your friends, or in your neighborhood, Please um, fill that out. Drop that off in the offering plate, if you would. And if you want to make this a care slip, our care ministry meets every Wednesday evening. And that ministry is, is there to encourage and minister to those in our church and outside in our community. So if there is a need that, that we need to be praying about, if we can send a card or encouragement, if there's something that we can do for somebody, please write care at the top of that so we can be sure and get that to our care ministry and, and keep it going. Uh, on, on the inside of the bulletin, you will see uh, the activities and things for the week. Note that there are no activities this evening. There's no evening Bible study or worship uh, tonight. But next Sunday night at 5 p.m., we will have a presentation from hospice in the lighthouse room. So I know you'll want to participate in that. Uh, on the back side are all the other things that are going on for the week, so um, please make note of those so that you can participate in those. We are, again, glad to have you in worship. It's just great to be here. I want to say a word of thank you to all those who uh, participated last Sunday evening in our Trail of Treats. What a wonderful time that was, and it took everybody doing their part to make that happen, and we are grateful for that. I also want to say a word of thank you to all those who played in our youth golf tournament yesterday. We had a great day wonderful fellowship and we're able to raise some money for our youth ministry so thank you for all those who sponsored and played in our golf tournament yesterday this time i'm going to recognize cedric to do our prayer for the nation's moment and uh, begin our worship i want to again thank you all for allowing me to present this great moment of missionary work that we all can be part of as we lift up our hearts and pray for these nations. The nation this month I asked the body of Christ to pray for is that of Thailand. One of the major problems with that country is the issue of human trafficking. And so I would like to pray for all the men, women, and children who are forced to be part of that sinful system of slavery. So please join me in this time of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, as brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for those in the country of Thailand, Lord, who are suffering through human trafficking, Lord God Almighty. And we pray, Lord, that you be with these people who are suffering greatly, Lord. And we pray, Lord God Almighty, that you open up doors for those who have 
the power and passion to go to that country and to bring liberation to these people who are enchained by the greed and selfishness of those in power. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that you continue to open up doors for us, Lord, to be of help, whether that be in prayer or be in any other way of missionary work, Lord God Almighty. And we pray, Lord, that you lift us up, Lord God Almighty, as we prepare ourselves for a time of worship, Lord, as we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the, glo in the global world. In your name, Lord, we do praise. Amen. Good morning. Our hymn of praise this morning is number 16, O Worship the King. Please stand as we sing together.
I welcome the children to come forward for lesson on the staff. Good morning. Boy, we've had a busy weekend. How many of y'all went trunk or treating, trick or treating, and then we came home and we got an extra hour of sleep? With all that candy, we probably needed to stay up and run a little bit more, didn't we? Our scripture this morning is, Pray to me, and I will answer you. And it's from Jeremiah 33, verse 3. What's Mr. Wiggles doing today? Where's he got his hands? Is he, what's he doing? He's praying. And that's what Pastor Key's going to talk about today, is praying. But you know what? We pray every day, don't we? We should, because you know what? It's as easy as talking to mom and dad. We ought to talk to God about when we're happy. We can talk to God when we're sad. When we have somebody that's hurt or needs help. We can talk to God just like you and I are talking right now. It doesn't have to be fancy words. It just has to be you and me. God always listens. He always takes time. And sometimes when you're really sad and when you really need God, if you sit real still, you can actually feel God put his arms around you. He cares so much for all of us, but he especially cares for all the little children. And that's why he says, if you just pray to me, I will listen. So this week, if you have a hurt, if you have a pain, if you're not happy, or if you're happy, you can tell God, thank you for making me happy, or thank you for making me this, making this a good day. You know, I have a special place every morning on my way to work. And that's about 6.30, quarter to 7 in the morning. But as I turn a curve up in the country toward some other school, <laughs> there's a sun coming up. And there's a little church that sits over in the corner. And when that sun comes up over the top of that church, sometimes I pull over in that parking lot and I say, thank you, God, for giving me this day. But more importantly, let me see the wonder of your creation. And that's how easy it is to pray. Just say, dear God, or just say, God. So this week, I want you to take time each day to find a place or something that you need to say to God and just say, God, this is me. Will you listen and talk to him? We can all do that. Let's pray. Dear God, these are such special children. They are gifts that you have given to these parents, these grandparents, this church, to love and nurture. So listen to them, Lord, this week as they say, God, thank you, or God, take care of me. Keep them safe, Lord. They are your children. Amen. Just like Ellen shared with the children, our next hymn reminds us that Jesus is our kind, compassionate friend who stands ready to hear us whenever we will speak to him and not only hear us but to help us. Please stand as we sing hymn number 455, I Must Tell Jesus.
morning. Will you join me in prayer this morning? And at the conclusion of the prayer, I would invite you, if you feel comfortable, to say out loud with me the Lord's Prayer at the conclusion of our time of prayer this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for another day to be together as your people. As we sang the hymn, I must tell Jesus, Father, help us to heed the words of that hymn. And Father, help us to lift our troubles and our concerns, our joys and our sorrows up to you in prayer. Father, we thank you for being our God who listens, our God who loves, our God who leads and guides and directs. Lord, help us to talk honestly with you, Lord, as we lift up our burdens and our concerns. Uh, Lord, whether family or health concerns or relational issues, Father, we know that you hear those and we are thankful this morning. Father, we confess this morning as we talk about the subject of prayer that we have much to learn. And so, Lord, teach us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Teach us through your word this morning. Father, we pray today not only for this service, that you would speak to each one at the point of their need, but Lord, we, we pray for all those who are dealing with certain things within this place today, for those who are making decisions this week that could affect their lives, their families. We pray for wisdom and for direction, for guidance for these families. Lord, for those who are discouraged today, we pray for encouragement. Lord, for those who are struggling, struggling maybe to find additional work or who are unemployed at this time, we pray that you would open up doors of opportunity for them this week. For those who are in need of peace, Lord, we pray that their lives would be filled. Uh, Lord, for those who need peace, that their lives would be free from conflict this morning. Lord, for those who need comfort today as they grieve the loss of a loved one, we ask that you would be their shepherd and be with them and comfort them in this hour. For our missionaries here at home and overseas, Father, we pray for their protection, for their provision, and that, Lord, for fruitful ministries uh, for each one who labors for you. Lord, we pray for our church. We're so thankful for what you're doing here, for some new uh, families that you have sent our way. We're thankful for deacons that have been ordained. We're thankful for ministries that take place on Sundays and throughout the week. We pray, Lord, that in the midst of our activity, in the midst of doing church, that, Father, you would help us to spend time with you, that you would help our spiritual growth to grow deeper and to grow stronger. We thank you for each ministry that we have here at our church, and we ask for your blessings on it. Lord, for those who just simply need hope today, who need that fresh word from you, Lord, we pray that they would hear that today as uh, we sing songs, as we read your word, and as your message is preached today. Lord, again, teach us about prayer. And Lord, help us to be mindful of the elements in the prayer that you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You'll need your bulletin for the words for our next hymn. Let us continue in a spirit of prayer as we sing, Speak, O Lord.
tithing. You know, tithe's not mentioned much in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it's mentioned a lot. But you look it up, you won't find it much in the New. There's two places I could find. I believe it's been going on in this area for a long time, though, because 168 years ago, the area people built a little log cabin over here near the spring, we call it, the old boiling spring, and worshiped there. And I assume they gave their tithe because that's a tradition. That's why it wasn't mentioned much in the New Testament. It was tradition. Everybody gave their tenth, the tithe. And today, Baptists still believe that pretty much. Hope you all do. Come a long way from that long cabin, log cabin into this nice new building here. It still looks new to me anyway, because I'm older than most of you. But it takes a lot to keep it up. There's a lot of programs going on here. Look in your bulletin. All the things are listed there. All the activities that happen there. And then on Sunday we come together and worship. It takes money to keep it up. That's our medium of exchange now is money. And please, if you're not giving, search your hearts and see what the Lord wants you to do about it. Let's pray. Dear Father, this is modern time. We've got a bunch of playthings. We've got cars and houses and cable TV and electronics and recreation and boats and many a thing that take our money. And sometimes we get wrapped up in all this and keeping up with others. And including myself, everybody, I think, pretty much does it. We forget that we're supposed to give a tenth to the Lord. Actually, we're not giving. We're just paying back because all we have came from Him. Let the Holy Spirit come and guide us to consider this and see how our money is spent and see how much that we should be giving to the Lord, whether it's in this church or some other worthy charity that the Lord be proud of. Thank you for all you give us. Thank you for this place we come together here together. And thank you most of all for each other and your son, Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you, choir, Roger and Cheryl. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. As we turn there, I just want to mention that in two weeks here at Boiling Springs, we'll be having a baptism service to begin the worship that morning. And uh, I always like to say a week or two out from that, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ or have put your faith in Him and never experienced believer's baptism, I would love to talk with you about that and invite you to consider uh, following through with that next step of faith and obedience and letting others know the decision that you have made. And so if that would be of interest to you, uh, if the Lord would so move you, uh, I would welcome a conversation with you about that. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. We're going to be looking at prayer this morning and next Sunday. And the following Sunday, we'll be looking at what it means to have a time of study, a Bible study and um, other resources that we can use to help grow in our faith. Uh, but that key resource being, of course, the Bible. So uh, in a sense, I guess you've, some of you have heard the term spiritual disciplines and prayer and Bible study would certainly be two of those. And I feel that we'll be at a better place moving into Advent and moving into a new year of 2016 if we remind ourselves of the importance and some instructions that the Lord has given us in regards to prayer and Bible study. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8, Jesus said, When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. But truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room and close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. Your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition, as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Father, I pray this morning that the words of my mouth and that the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. Lord, teach us more about prayer today. We confess that we have much to learn. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I proposed the sermon title this morning, first of all, let me say, is Prayer Is, and then you see the dot, dot, dot. And so I'm asking this Sunday and next Sunday, in a sense, I guess, is a little bit of a part two. But to describe prayer, we simply begin with those two words, do we not? Prayer is. I thank many of you who are sitting out there this morning who responded overwhelmingly to a uh, post that I had on Facebook this week about how would you describe prayer in one sentence? And many of you came back with some wonderful responses, and uh, some of those responses will be summed up in the message this morning. Many of you also know that I grew up in Hendersonville, just west of here, up 74 and up 26, and I grew up in the community of East Flat Rock. Some of you may know that, um, but uh, grew up there at First Baptist East Flat Rock, and my dad is still there and is still a leader and, and faithful member of the church. But I made two observations when I was young and growing up there. The first observation was that uh, the pastor would take off his wristwatch and would set it beside the pulpit, and he would also take a look at that big clock on the balcony there in the sanctuary, and he would never look at either one of them again, and he would preach as long as he wanted. That was the first observation that I had as a young kid. The second observation that I had as a young child is that the pastors and the, de the deacons and the leaders of the church, when they would stand and pray, would have these almost, as a young kid, these majestic prayers these, that had the words thee and thou and, and uh, you know, 
whithersoever, and, and I, I don't know, but the, these big words, these, these King James words that many of you also grew up with. And so as a young child, the second observation I had growing up there was that if I needed to pray and I wanted to pray, then I needed to pray like uh, uh, Deacon, um, you know, Doley or, um, or Sunday school leader Thelma Allen, who stood up there and uh, was well-respected in our church and WMU leader and would, would pray. And so as a young child, I, I struggled with this because I wanted to pray, I wanted to talk with God, but yet I thought I needed to use the words that I was hearing from leaders there in the church. Eugene Peterson, in his paraphrase of the scripture called The Message, has something to say for us today that is very relevant. In the same passage in The Message, I absolutely love it, and we're going to spend a few moments here this morning, but he says this, when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production. All these people making a regular show of their prayers, hoping for stardom, do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your Father who you are dealing with, and He knows better than you what you need. With a God like this, we can pray very simply. I love the part in that scripture when he says, don't come before God and turn it into a theatrical production. And he says, find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. I referenced to you that growing up in the church as a child, I made some observations. Well, in high school, we'll jump ahead to high school. I was at Hendersonville High School. And the senior play that year for my senior year was Annie Get Your Gun musical by Irving Berlin. I'm seeing Roger and Linda uh, perk up over there and maybe some others in here that love theater. And um, I absolutely loved it. It was my first introduction to theater. I was a stagecoach driver. I was a preacher. I, was, um, I had one or two other roles in, in the musical. But one of the things that made it fun, that makes every musical fun, is you take on the character, you take on the personality of who it is that you're acting. In a sense, you are role-playing. This is something that uh, Eugene Peterson in his message, uh, his interpretation of this passage in Matthew, encourage us not to do. Last night was also a perfect night for role-playing, was it not? My son was uh, Frankenstein, I believe it was, yes. Um, still has some effects from that um, this morning. But, uh, but, you know, I saw some Ninja Turtles, I saw some skeletons, uh, I don't know who, you know, what you guys saw, but, you know, I saw a, I saw a lot of role-playing going on last night, and uh, we had to dodge some kids and, and, and be quite careful in some of these neighborhoods around here, but I hope each of you in, enjoyed that, and I'm thankful for the town and what they did this year uh, with the Trunk or Treat. Some Star Wars characters, that's what it was, I saw a lot of Star Wars characters this year. The one and only point that I have this morning can be summarized into two words. It has a little bit more than the two words, but it can be summarized in this. Prayer is honest communication. Prayer is honest communication between an individual and God, but also between God and the individual. If you can remember two words, remember honest communication. I guess it would be the antonym, if you will, of role-playing. Prayer is the communication link between God and humanity. Many of you know far better than I that communication is huge to the success of any relationship. I've heard it said before that so goes the communication, so goes the relationship. 
Some of you who have been married for some time may echo that or have children or have uh, you know, relationships where communication simply must take place for the relationship uh, to maintain and to be strong. Dating couples learn the importance of communication. Married couples learn the, much deeper the value and the importance of communication. I came across the following this week that said, the first year of marriage, the man speaks and the woman listens. Now, some of you I know will disagree with this. The first year, the man speaks and the woman listens. The second year, the woman speaks and the man listens. And the third year, both speak and the neighbors listen. Um, but the, the more we think about prayer, the more we think about prayer as being relational, it changes everything. It changes everything. If we go into it role-playing before God, if we go into it with this set of God, you know, uh, one, two, three, and, and it's just, it's not like you would talk to your best friend. It's not like you would talk to your parents or uh, to others that you may know well. But taking on the fact that prayer is relational uh, is a game-changer, if you will. Um, let me ask you this morning, as we've talked about role-playing, and there's no test here this morning, don't raise your hand or, or nudge, your neighbor, nudge, nudge your neighbor, but let me ask you this. Um, are you going to God with the real you when you pray? My one and only point this morning is honest communication. Honest communication between you and your Heavenly Father. And when you do that, are you going to God with the real you? In our relationships today, we often talk about weather, we talk about sports, we talk about the things that are of interest to us, uh, you know, musical plays or, or uh, music, you know, whatever it may be, the sports, a little league game. I know I see Barbara Green and some others out there now on the ball field. But we talk about these things that are important to us. But for the relationship to go deeper, before the relationship to grow stronger and to be healthier, we must begin to share a little bit more than just thoughts about the weather, than just thoughts about uh, the local TV show or the, whatever's going on in the community. The same is also true with our Heavenly Father as well. God doesn't want you to just come and when, when everything is good or just when everything is bad and, and, and say, you know, that, that's not the way it works in a marriage. It's not the way it works with parent and children. It's not the way it works with your best friend. You talk with them and just share with them uh, delightful things when, when things are going well, but when things are going bad, you're sharing with them. God also desires that genuine, honest communication. When we begin to deepen these relationships, we begin to deepen trust, we begin to share the things that are more personal, our secrets. This is, again, the same is true with God. If I cannot trust God with the deepest part of me, this relationship will also be going nowhere. If you and I keep the relationship shallow, we talk about the weather, we talk about sports, talk about movies, whatever it may be, chances are the relationship's not going to go that far. And the same is true with our Heavenly Father. C.S. Lewis said this, said this. He said, we must lay before him what is in us and not what ought to be in us. In other words, let us trust God with what he already knows. Let's, take, let's come to God as we are. We can't come any other way. He knows who we are. He knows how we are. Let's be honest with him, honest about our doubts and our questions. They take on new light as I get to know the one to whom I bring them. Let's be honest about our, angry, about our anger. If we're angry, let's tell him. I've had conversations with some of you in this place, and I can say that now, I've been here five months. I can, I've had conversations with some of you who have had times where you've been angry at God, and you've been almost afraid to go and to express that to him. But when you did, you have testified to me and to others in small groups that it was almost like a spiritual breakthrough. 
You felt this distance because you were angry at God over something that had happened in life. But yet when you went into your prayer closet, when you went into that time, not knowing how the result would come out, not knowing the end result, you came out experiencing a breakthrough. You came out experiencing something new and something fresh. And it began to help you in your walk with the Lord. Let's be honest about our sin, realizing that He is God and that we are man. Confession helps begin this honest conversation between the Creator and the created. It also reminds us that we are dependent people. Philip Yancey, and I brought the book up here this morning just to show you in case some of you would want to pursue this book, but Philip Yancey in his book on prayer, it's called uh, Prayer, Does It Make Any Difference, says this. He said, prayer is a declaration of our dependence upon God. Prayer is our declaration of our dependence upon God. If you want to experience a new intimacy in your relationship with God, then speak honestly about the things that are really going on in your heart and in your mind. David wrote in Psalm 139, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. Where can I flee from your presence? Another way to word this prayer is, uh, prayer is self-exposure. Honest prayer invites me to bring my entire life into God's presence for cleansing and for restoration. Prayer is self-exposure. Or we could ask this question regarding honest prayer. Do I trust God with my naked self? Prayer is not about what we want and how to get God to give it to us, but prayer is about knowing the God who already knows our needs. It's not like you're keeping anything from God if you're not being honest with Him. He knows what's going on in your life, but there's something refreshing. There's something renewing. There's something that revitalizes our life with the Lord when we go to Him with what is in us, and again, not with what ought to be in us. I've had, when I was a youth minister, I had times uh, often when the youth were asking about prayer, we were learning about prayer, and one of the things, this is the one thing that I kept stressing within, is honest communication. Uh, we don't get anywhere, again, in our relationships. When we do that with our friends, and that was what I used to say to the youth, uh, but when you're, when you're honest with your friends, they may not agree with you, they may see things differently than you do, but nevertheless, honesty will get you places that role-playing will not. And when we, when we come to God in our prayers, He knows what's on our heart, He knows what's on our mind, He knows the anger, He knows the things that we, that we think, He knows the, the, the things that are going on in our life. Let us go to Him with who we are and not who we want to be. Prayer is about knowing the God who already knows our needs. Honest communication will help you in your Christian walk and will help us as we seek to be the people that God has called us to be as Boiling Springs Baptist Church. I don't know where you are in your prayer life this morning. I don't know uh, what that may look like. Many of you have been doing this a few more years than I have, and you've experienced things that you could testify to in your prayer life that maybe I have not yet experienced. But I do know that there is something special. There's something that uh, words cannot describe when it comes to spending time with your Heavenly Father and, and, and putting out there what maybe you wouldn't even talk to your best friend about. And God doesn't cast you away. His love is consistent. His love is strong. And He desires that relationship. He desires that honest communication with you and with me. As we move forward as a church, let us have that honest communication hopefully with one another in this place, but also, more importantly, in our prayer lives. How are you, how are we doing this morning as a church family in lifting up needs that exist within our congregation? 
How faithful are we at praying for the community in which we live? A community in which some longing for hope. They're longing for an answer. They're longing for someone to come alongside them and to love them and to lead them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Next week, we're going to be talking about one thing I whet your appetite for, but so goes our love life, so goes our prayer life. And let me explain that, but our love life in the sense of, of our loving our family and loving our community and loving the world in which we live. What I'm finding is that the greater the love, the greater the prayers. And if your love life with, the, with, the, with people is not where it needs to be, I'm finding that as you begin to pray for those people, your love for those people will increase. God will plant things on your heart and on your mind. He will, he will spur you to make a phone call, to write a letter, to send an email, a text. He'll spur you to do some things uh, that otherwise you were not led to do. So let us ask God, as we close in prayer this morning, to teach us more about what it means to pray, more about what it means to have honest, heart-to-heart communication with Him. And as we do that, we'll see change in our own lives, and we'll begin to see a dramatic change uh, of spirit, or, or a deepening, a strengthening of spiritual growth here within our own church as well. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You for the privilege to come to You in prayer. We thank, we're so thankful, Lord, for what You've taught us over the years in our prayer lives. And Lord, Help us to be honest with you. If we're not spending time with you, Lord, help us to confess that this morning. But Father, we pray that as we leave this place today, that at least our minds and our hearts will have been awakened to what it means to pray and to spend that honest time with you. Not role-playing, not coming to you and making it a theatrical production, but Father, coming to you as honestly and sincerely as we know how, lifting up our concerns, praying for those in whom we love. We're thankful, Lord, that you give us this privilege, and we're thankful that as a church, uh, Father, that we believe in prayer. And Lord, help us to live that out in our daily lives. God, we love you. We praise you. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here this morning and desire church membership or desire to pray at the altar, uh, we want to uh, invite you to come as we stand and sing. Hymn number 446. Please stand.
ask you to be seated for just a moment. I want to invite Carol McCraw to come and stand with me this morning. Carol and I got to know each other a few weeks ago. She came to the starting point, but has also been attending, I believe, Alice Cullinan's Sunday school class. And uh, Carol is a delight, and as a, you will find out as well. But she is coming to request uh, to move her letter from Crestview Baptist Church uh, to Bowling Springs Baptist. And uh, what is the pleasure of the church? A second? All in favor, raise your hand. Wave at her. All right. I didn't do that to the others the other week, but decided I'd do it for you, Carol. But Carol, we, we are excited to welcome you here. Carol has accepted the Lord, has been baptized, and wants to grow with us here at Bowling Springs Baptist. And we are excited about that. And we're excited about what God is doing here today. Uh, I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. And I invite you to come. And if it's okay, Carol, if they can give you a, a handshake and a welcome here to Bowling Springs, we'd love to do that. So let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you're doing here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Father, we ask for your blessings, your continued blessing, Lord, on our Bible studies, on our worship services, as we seek to grow not only in our prayer life, but grow just deeper in our relationships with, in our relationship with you. Lord, bless each one here today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the worship service at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.